Welcome to the Architect of Change show with your host, Connie Whitman of Whitman and Associates. Now, here's Connie. Hi, I'm Connie Whitman, your host, and you're listening to Architect of Change on webtalkradio.net. Thanks so much for joining me this week. My motivational quote for today is by Isabella Poretsis, and it says, I am my own creation, I create my own stars, and reach them. Do you work hard every day? Does your income actually match the level of work you put out each day? Most of us feel that we work hard, but possibly don't generate the income we feel we deserve. So what are we doing wrong? How do we increase our earning potential and business revenue? What if I told you there is a secret, secret formula to do just that? Would you listen and try out the ideas that are proven to work? Today, my guest, Monica Shaw, money and marketing expert, Kellogg MBA grad, and business professor, helps business owners double their income within 12 to 18 months. Did you hear that? Double your income in 12 to 18 months. Revenue Breakthrough is Monica's second company and now has annual revenue over $1 million. She shows CEOs and entrepreneurs the how every step of the process to grow their business to the next level without going broke or crazy in the process. Are you intrigued? I know I am. Please help me welcome Monica. So, Monica, thank you so much for being on the show today. Oh, you are welcome. I am so excited to be here. Yeah, and now we met, Monica and I met at a networking event where Monica happened to be the speaker, and I was very taken by her topic and, of course, asked her to be on the show because I think it's it's very, very valuable and timely, especially we're still at the beginning of 2016. So for business owners, CEOs of organizations, I think this is a very timely topic. So let's jump in. Um, and, you know, one of my favorite topics is talking about money. So this is really a cool topic to start uh, the show with. Can you tell me why so many of us are working our tails off and just not making enough or what we think is enough to match the effort? Well, here's the thing is that we – there's this thing about money, and that is that we are – we, we have this tendency to work, 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 but not do activities that actually generate money. Mm. And here's, the, I think, the biggest sort of uh, trickery <laughs> that happens with running your own business is that our entire lives, um, talking about money has been a taboo. Right? We don't talk about, we, in fact, we talk about sex more than we talk about money. Mm-hmm. And so you don't talk about it when you get a raise. You may celebrate, but you don't talk about the specifics of it. You don't talk about money when you're struggling with it. You don't, you, most of the time we have a fear of even looking at our numbers in a major kind of way. And so one of the things that then happens is then you become an entrepreneur or business owner, whatever you're calling yourself, and you are expected every single day to look at your numbers, to know your numbers, to ask for money, to figure out your money piece. And frankly, many of us don't do it. So we're working our tails off doing all of these other activities that we deem important, but we're not actually focusing or looking at the money end of it. And then we end up you know, working 12-hour days, and our bank accounts don't reflect it because we're just not doing the right thing. Do you think the fear, or not the fear, that's not, not the right word, but do you think this taboo 
to talk about money? Do, do we learn that from our parents? Do we learn that as we enter the workforce, you know, right after high school or college, if you've you know, been lucky enough to go to college? Where do you think that taboo comes from? It, I think that, you know, for some it's greater than others, but I definitely think it's a societal belief, right? Mm. So, um, you know, even if you were blessed enough to be raised by somebody that openly talked about money with you, you didn't do it with your friends, you didn't do it in high school, you didn't do it in college, you don't do it with your colleagues. Um, and everything that we have, we know about money, um, everything that, in how we address money in our businesses relates to what happened with money as a child. So between the ages of zero to seven is when you really, um, everything that you see about money, experience around money, and uh, uh, hear people talk about money becomes your, your money belief. So if you look back and your mom and dad thought about money or you were upset because you didn't get what you wanted or you didn't agree with the way your parents spent money or maybe your parents were uh, divorced and one parent had a lot of money and the other had a little money, all of those things uh, led to you creating beliefs and opinions about money and it's completely affecting how you run your business. So, for example, just this morning I was talking to an event planner and she was completely distraught because she had two clients that were high-level clients, had money, but kept avoiding her and not paying her bills on time. And what oh. that was leading to was that she couldn't pay her own bills. And it was ruining her own reputation because she had made promises and commitments and things that she wanted to participate in that then she was having to back out. And she, didn't, you know, she was showing up in a way she didn't want to show up. And so, and, you know, she was really distraught and upset. And I said, well, have you stopped doing the work for them? Right? Have you set a boundary around what is going to happen if you don't receive the payment? And she said, no. Wow. And I said, and I said well, then you're enabling them to not only not pay you, but to always be the last person that they pay. Um, and that has to do with their money beliefs, not yours. Yeah. And and um and she said oh and I said and really what when we talked about it it came down to the fact that um, in her family she was always the last one to receive anything because she was the oldest and so mm. she really feels like she has to serve 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 before she receives and that she's not worthy of collecting money and she definitely is not worthy of drawing a boundary around I will not serve if I don't collect the money. Um, and again, it all started from childhood. So until we really looked at that childhood belief, we did it. It was really hard to figure out why it was so tough in her business for her to collect money on time. And it's interesting, right, because whatever your beliefs are is what you're really creating in the world. So she will continue to attract clients who, are, don't, who don't pay her on time um, simply because that's the lens in which she's looking at the world. The one after you, after you, because I can, can I tell you to me what you just described was a huge revelation that she feels it's okay to keep enabling these people to not pay her. Pull the plug, man! Right? See, my initial reaction is she keeps working for them. Is she is she crazy? But no, she's not. Yeah. This is her beliefs. This is deep core stuff. Once you kind of put the light on that for her, did she was it a revelation where she was like, oh my goodness, I really am doing that. Yeah, it's interesting how 
how just having the revelation is enough to, for people to completely shift and change their business. Like when yeah. I do this work with people at events, they literally go do things that they have been terrified to do for years because mm-hmm. they understand that it has nothing to do with them or like the, the person who they're dealing with. It has everything to do with a childhood issue or a story that they've been creating and carrying for years that, that they know now is a story, right? I mean, it's really the moment when you wake up and realize, oh, what I'm believing isn't true, and here's the truth, and then you can act from the truth you become that much more powerful. And I, you know, I've been doing this for, this will be my sixth year of Revenue Breakthrough and helping people with stories. And I have to say, like at the beginning, I didn't realize how powerful this was. I didn't realize how people could change in the moment when they really got what the belief was. But now, six years later, I mean, I literally watch people at my events. It's like popcorn popping. Like as soon as they get why, they're so afraid to do what they know they should be doing. Um, they're able to do it with so much more grace and ease. It's remarkable how just truth can, can set you free. I know it sounds so silly, but it's really true. And it does put you in the seat of, of power and action and movement where before you're, you're unable to do that. What a great, what a great story. Funny that it, how timely it was that you had this, I'm sure you have a million of these stories, but how timely that um, conversation happened this morning. You know, here's another question, million dollar question for you. And I know myself as a business owner and uh, I've been, uh, I guess, battling this question um, in my own business. How do you raise your prices and get people to say yes without making anyone feel bad? (laughs) Yeah, I mean, well, I mean, first of all, here's what's interesting is that there's a couple pieces to this. Um, the, this is a sales question, and it relates, you know, the only way to move money into your bank account is to ask for it. So the, the most important, the only way to generate more money is selling, right? So a lot of us think we can do a lot of other things, um, you know, and, and a lot of those other things relate to marketing activities, but the actual sales conversation piece is the most important piece. And one of the things, uh, and, and, you know, I could spend the whole, uh, you know, entire classes talking about the, the art of selling. There's an inner game of sales and there's an outer game of sales. Um, the outer game is actually learning how to walk and talk people through objections. The inner game is the confidence and certainty piece. We're going to talk a little bit about the inner game here because I think that's where most people are missing. If they're trying to follow scripts from the classes that you're taking or from salespeople that you trust, and the scripts themselves aren't working. And that's because if you are asking to rate for more money and you are not completely from the bottoms of your toes to the top of your head certain and confident that you deserve every dollar that you are asking for and that the, that the uh, service or product that they are buying is worth every single dollar, then the person on the other end is not going to buy. So how do you get to that level of confidence? Um, you know, there's a lot of ways, but one exercise that I like to do with people is to look at how are you affecting people both now and in the future? Um, and how are you affecting them in all the areas of their life? So let's say that you're a health expert and you're helping somebody to, to lose weight, right? They come to you to, because they're trying to get rid of the, the muffin top. 
And you immediately think, well, you know, I, I don't want to charge, you know, more than I, I'm a little nervous about charging three thousand dollars, let's say, for a six month program. And you you know, because maybe you think that's too much money or whatnot. And in, in the end of the day you say to yourself, well, you know, what I'm doing is I'm I'm, you know, giving them health coaching and I'm helping them, you know, drop a couple pounds. But that's only thinking in the present moment. So let's let's go through the areas of their life about what's gonna happen in the future. So let's start with the health. Let's say you help them drop 15 pounds during your program. When they drop that 15 pounds, they're going to be able to get off some prescription medications. If they get off the prescription medications, it's going to add years to their life. Let's, let's look at that relationship area. When you go into relationship area, because they dropped the 15 pounds, now suddenly they're more confident to go out and meet people. Now they get into a relationship. Perhaps they get married and they have children. And this is all because you helped open the door to them getting healthier. Let's go into the finances area. So because they dropped the weight and they got healthier with you, they were able to be more effective and productive and confident at work. They got noticed at work. They got promoted. Now they're having a salary raise of at least at, you know, 10%, say, per year. And maybe even they get to a point where they decide they want to go after what they truly want or their own dreams and they start their own company or they move to the new leadership in a startup that never really would have happened had they not been confident enough to know that they could do it. And then let's move on to future potential. Right? What, what future potential are you bringing out in your client? Well, much of this applies to future potential, but let's say because your client is healthier, now they're more productive, now they're more active, they spend more time with family, they created a family because of you, and now they get more connected spiritually with, um, with where they're supposed to be because you taught them how to um, meditate and be present during your, your health program, and suddenly they get the download that they're, um, they're supposed to travel around the world, or they're supposed to start a company, or maybe they're starting a foundation, and it's all because you opened the door for them. So for $3,000, and for money, exactly. we're talking for $3,000, all of these side effects, yet that person or that business owner or that health coach, whatever, whoever that is, felt guilty to, to ask for the $3,000. So, you know, the pebble yeah. in the pond and then that ripple effect out, we, we only see the pebble in the pond. We, don't, we do not have, some, sometimes we don't have the vision to see that long-term effect on what we actually bring to the table or how we affect the person that we're communicating with. That's exactly. Exactly. And, and, you know, is it worth it? Is it worth it to spend $3,000 to be able to have a family, to have children, a new job, to start a company, to, to earn 15% more? You know, I mean, obviously $3,000 is, 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 a, is a drop and as to what all of that sure. is worth. Sure. But you, as the person who's doing the conversation, have to sit in the confidence of knowing that you are going to completely transform this person's life for, forever, not just Absolutely. in the six months that they're working with you. And it's funny, you were saying the sales before and the sales scripts and, and you know, I mean, that's what I do for a living. And, you know, I, people will say, well, how do you say it? And then you see them writing it down. And I say, well, this is how I would say it, but that's not necessarily how you would say it. You know, you're more refined right. than me. You have a better vocabulary than I do. How would you say it to get that 
feeling across because that's really what we're talking about is improving communication with whoever is sitting in front of me and letting them know this is how I can impact your life. Hey, join me on this wonderful journey. But we all have these limiting beliefs that stop us from saying, I'm the pebble in the pond, and this is what we're talking about at this moment in time. But let me tell you all the side effects that come along with me um, to get that buy-in. It's just the whole depth of this conversation is ginormous and exciting, and I, I hope it's resonating with people. We have to take a quick break, but when we come back, I want you to also talk about or maybe give suggestions that will help everybody listening how they can really drill in and increase their revenue quickly. So think about that. When we come back, we'll, we'll jump into that. Awesome. It's a shame when you're feeling stuck in your business and you feel like you have nowhere to turn. It's a shame when you slog through long days in your business and you don't get any return. It's a shame when you feel like you can't see the forest for the trees and your business brings you to your knees. Einstein said repeating the same actions over and over won't produce different results. So stop feeling ashamed. Your business and you deserve better. Change that shame into righteous fame. Connie Whitman, contain that shame. Connie Whitman of Whitman Associates will help you to discover your new path, and nothing will ever be the same. Connie's tried and true one-on-one coaching sessions will tame that shame so you and your business will not continue in vain. Call Connie Whitman of Whitman Associates today at 732-888-1420. That's 732-888-1420. Or email Connie at WhitmanAssociates.com. Call Connie. Turn that shame into your game. Okay, we are on with Monica Shaw, uh, owner of Revenue Breakthrough, and she's sharing some just awesome uh, thought processes that we need to change and how to approach our business or company if you're, if you're an executive in a company and how to get in there and really increase revenue. That's what we're talking about. So what are some ideas that you can share with everyone that, that could be a direct hit to their revenue fairly quickly too? Um, okay, so one really quick and awesome um, tip is something that I call revenue tracking. So revenue tracking is it's very high tech. You just take a piece of paper and you number <laughs> it 1 through 31. And I'll tell you guys, I'm going to give you this tip, and maybe you think, oh, like this is a great tip for beginners. This is a tip that you should be using for the rest of your business. I'll tell you more about that in a moment. So you, you label the paper 1 through 31. The 1 through 31 stands for the days of the month. And then every time you bring in money, you put it next to the day of the month that you brought it in. So if you bring in $500 on the third of the month, you put $500 next to the number three. If you bring in $1,000 on the seventh of the month, you put $1,000 next to the number seven. Now, this is actual money. This isn't contracted money. This isn't promised money. This isn't today you got somebody to say, yes, I'll pay you in two weeks money. This is the actual money, like a check that you received or a credit card that you processed. Um, for those of you that have a credit card processing, you know, every day there's an email that comes out of all of the money that was processed that day. That's a great email to watch and then record what that number says that you processed for that day. At the top of the revenue tracking sheet, you write your goal for the next 60-day period. How much do you want to generate over the next 60 days? What you want to do is look at, for that goal, 
you want to look at, okay, if I have contracted, I know for the next 60 days I've contracted to bring in $5,000. I want to just stretch myself a little bit, so I'm going to make my goal $7,500, which means I've got to find $2,500 of new business. Right? This is the way you make it a game. And you make a tracking sheet for every single month. So let's say you make a tracking sheet for March, and your 60-day goal is due for the end of April. Uh, what you would do is you would track in March, and you would, and you would write all your numbers down there and add them up. You would tally, you know, tally over the course of the month, and then you would move that tally over to April and continue to add how much money you're bringing in April. So you always know how you're doing in line with your revenue goals. This is an amazing way to keep your mind focused on what the ultimate outcome of your, of for your business, what your revenue goals are, and what you should be focusing on. And I'll tell you folks, I would recommend that you do this for at least three cycles. So that will be um, essentially six months that you're doing this. And the first cycle that you do your revenue tracking, many of you are really, you're going to curse my name. Because um, you may not even remember it, but you're going to curse the girl, whoever that was, the woman who told you to do it. And that's because for a lot of the days, you're going to put zeros down. And no one likes to write zero down, right? And there's a lot of judgment and shame and disappointment that comes with that zero. But here's what's interesting. It's a great way to get yourself just pissed off enough, angry enough, that you will ultimately decide that you don't you want to stop putting zeros down. And during that second cycle, you're going to find yourself doing things that you never did before. Like if you normally come home from a networking event and put your feet up and watch an episode of television. Now you're actually going to come home and do some follow-up from the people that you met immediately because darned if you are going to put another zero on that tracking <laughs> Mindful motivation. <laughs> exactly. And by that third cycle, many of you will be surprised, if not sooner, at how much your revenue has increased by you just putting focus on generating money on a regular basis. What you're, you're, you're going to start to realize is that opportunity is truly everywhere all around you and that the more you can pay attention to that, the more money you will bring in. You see, most of us were trained to bring in money once or twice a month because that is what we got paychecks for. So we're not used to seeing opportunity everywhere, every day to generate money. But when, you know, when you're tracking, all of a sudden you, you realize, well, I don't need to sell 20 books uh, once a month at a speaking event. I could try to sell a book every single day. I don't need to wait and find a client until I need one. I could sign a client from the person sitting next to me on the plane. Or I could talk to my bank teller about it. Or I could uh, be in the gym and when someone comes up and asks me what I do, that's a potential client because I'm generating money daily. You know, and again, it's that whole mind shift. You, if you put attention to something, it, the, you said it beautifully. The opportunity just presents itself. It's almost, it's almost like magic, right? It comes out of nowhere that all of a sudden there's, there's this opportunity because we're putting the focus of our energy, your thoughts become reality, and that's where you see the opportunity because you're thinking about, and not, not thinking about money, I need money. You're thinking about 
how can I generate money? Where is that opportunity going to come from? And then your creativity takes over and you see opportunity where perhaps you didn't see it before. Great example, going to a networking event, coming back and saying, oh, I'll do that tomorrow. I'm tired now. Instead of putting that information into your database, shooting an email and saying, hey, just following up for meeting you today. We talked about blah, blah, blah. You know, can we connect sometime this week? Um, all of those little habits or little changes really do create opportunity. Um, just so well said. I was cracking up, Monica, when you said they're going to be cursing that lady on Connie's show that told me to do this tracker. And when they see those zeros, but really, really, that's going to motivate you to say she's right. I am seeing zeros. Why? What do I need to do differently to stop seeing those, those zeros? And that's really where the, the, the shift of energy, the shift of mindset happens. And then all of a sudden, you'll see opportunity where you know, on an airplane or at the teller line or at the gas station. You never know who you're, who you're speaking with. Um, I, I have one more. We have about uh, six minutes left, Monica. I want to talk about, because that's kind of the sales, the mindset um, that we just discussed. I'd really like you to give, because you're a marketing expert as well, what are some of the right marketing activities to help grow businesses? Um, can you give some more detail on that? Yeah, so one of the things I talk about is revenue-generating activities. And so I love me a checklist. I love checklists so much that I will literally make my checklist in the morning, and then I will do something that's not on the checklist, and I will go back to the checklist and create the box just so I can check it off. <laughs> And I'm yeah. listening out there, and you're, you're, you know, you pr there's probably a lot of you that are doing the same thing. Now, the problem with the checklist method of running a business is that there's a tendency to just want to check things off that are easiest to get done, that require the least amount of effort, that require the least amount of courage um, oh. and fearlessness, and then you can, so that you can get to the end of your day and say, I got this done, I'm so excited. And we get that mentality, frankly, from working with, for, for others as well. Because when you are, when you do have a job and you're working for others, it, you know, the tasks often have an equal weight of importance. And you get deemed effective and efficient if you get a lot of things done. Unfortunately, as a business owner, you could work 12 hour days, check everything off your checklist, and still be broke. Mm -hmm. And many business owners that I work with are in that situation where they're still constantly worried about money, and yet they are putting in the time and energy and effort. In fact, they, they're hard workers. So the question is, what's on your to-do list that's actually going to generate money? And what's, what, it, what a revenue-generating activity is not, it is not spending six hours on a blog post. It is not spending three hours writing 15 different headlines and then asking your friends which one are better. It is not resizing your pictures on your website. It is not worrying about what your website aesthetically looks like and then spending five hours creating it. It is not uh, getting three different credit cards and changing the cards from your existing clients or spending an hour moving appointments around. Um, it is definitely not working on the product. Um, to make it better, or working on the services to constantly do the handouts or make the content cleaner. Um, those are all good activities. They're not going to make you any money. What a revenue-generating activity is is something that directly leads to you having a sales conversation. 
Now, every business model is different. So sales conversation for you might be meeting with a human resources person at a company in order to get a, co a corporate gig. It may be meeting with a new distributor in order to get your products into a new store. It may be sitting one-on-one -on -one down with a client um, in order to sell her to her, your service or being on the phone with a client in order to sell her to your service. It may be if you're a multi-level marketer, uh, going, having a meeting with somebody who could potentially be a new distributor or a new consumer of your product. Right? You'll have to decide what that looks like for your business, but it's essentially a conversation where you ask for money or you ask for partnership at the end of the conversation. And there are really clear activities that lead to that. Number one is just having the conversations themselves, right? asking for people to have them. <laughs> um, even that, a lot of us avoid, the low-hanging fruit, reaching out and saying, hey, let's talk. You, you, you said you were interested. Number two, doing speaking events is a great way um, to meet people, get them interested, doing teleseminars and webinars, going to business events doing partnerships with people that connect with your clients, having partnership conversations, uh, do, uh, sending direct ask emails to your list, asking for conversations. Those are just some of the, the you know, networking, connecting with people who could potentially have conversations with you um, are some of the revenue generating activities, some of your perspectives that are going to lead to more sales conversations, which are going to lead to more money in the bank so that they don't have the zeros on the list. <laughs> exactly, so that you can win in the revenue tracking game. That's exactly right. This is all, it's all a game. And it's so funny, what a great list. Not only the um, conversation on the phone, meetings in place, getting your product in a store, um, you know, speaking events, teleseminars, webinars, partnerships with others, um, in an industry or, or a similar industry that you can parlay each other's uh, customer base and almost cross-sell for each other, um, direct email lists, networking events, speaking engagements, all of those things um, really are revenue generating because you never know who you're speaking with or who's listening to you that something's going to click and then them turn around and say, I need you, I need you to do this. Um, one comment before, we're almost out of time, but um, you said as business owners, I just want to also, because I deal with a lot of corporations also, Monica, yes. not only for business owners, but if you're a supervisor, manager, director of a department, um, you know, executive, an EVP within an organization, um, you know, we do push paper sometimes when we work for others and we go through checking off the list so we could say, hey, look at all the things I did. Wouldn't it be better to educate your whole team so you have more depth within your division, department, whatever it is, so that they're not just checking off the box of the menial tasks or, or unimportant tasks, but they're looking, teach them how to be more strategic so that you can add to the bottom line with depth within your, your own division or, or organization. So that the business owner, um, your concept with the business owner to create revenue or generate revenue, we can bring that into corporations too, Monica, and have our managers drilled down by teaching, delegating, and growing their people to do more than just pushing paper. So that was such a, when you said that to me, that was such a key concept that, um, 
you know, I'll just do it because it's easier than teaching you how to do something. So um, not only is this for business owners, everything you just said for me, I, could, I can share with my corporate executives um, to make sure that they have depth within their um, department. So just brilliant. All of that was just so brilliant for me. Um, thank you so much for all of that insight. I just, I know everybody is now salivating. They might not be loving the zeros on that revenue tracker, Wadika, uh, but here's the deal, guys. <laughs> Uh, you know what I'm saying. Um, I will put Monica's website, which I'm going to give you all. I know a lot of people listen in the car. Uh, her website is www.revenuebreakthrough.com, all lowercase. And uh, you're doing a whole bunch of, you're like on the tour of duty here. Uh, you can yeah. go to www moremoneytour.com and, you know, meet Monica up close and personal like I did at, at a networking event where she was the, the key speaker. So I'm going to, Monica, I will post those, both those websites on the Web Talk Radio website so everybody literally can click and go right to you from the Web Talk Radio um, so they'll be able to find you easy peasy, okay? Great. Sounds great. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, also, I know on the Revenue Breakthrough uh, website, you have a lot of information and tools that people could kind of hook into as well, which supports everything we talked about here uh, too, correct? Yes, I do. And, and I mean, there's one particular gift that may be useful to them, Connie, and, it's a, and, and perhaps you can put that link up as well. It's revenuebreakthrough.com front slash money magnet. Well, we'll put that on there too, the money magnet. And that's, that's a free gift that they can um, take from the website. Absolutely. If you're interested in, in getting a revenue tracking sheet, that um, the money magnet kit has a revenue tracking sheet in there for you just in case you were like, I got it, it sounds great, but I really I, I need to relist it or get it, that's in there for you as well as um, the money story piece, like really starting to understand where did your money beliefs come from. And I, I really think that affects everybody, whether you're corporate or whether you work for an organization or whether you are working for yourself. Excellent. So I'll put that link as well for free gifts for everybody so that, you know, they could go to the website, they could go to the free gifts, and they, all, they can also find you on tour. So that's awesome. Great. So now there's no excuse, guys, to get out there and get this information from Monica. Monica, thank you again uh, so much for being on and for giving just a multitude of tips and ideas and I hope some aha moments for those listening. Uh, I thought it was an awesome show and I appreciate all of your insight and expertise. Uh, well, just well done. Thank you again. Uh, thank you, Connie. So much fun. Yeah, it, that, me too. I agree. I agree with that. Thank you all for listening. I hope you join me weekly as we question, build, and discover together how to grow and challenge ourselves so we all embrace change and realize that, you know what, we've got this. We can do this. Thanks for joining me. You've been listening to Architect Change with me, your host, Connie Whitman, on webtalkradio.net. Thanks, and have a wonderful, inspiring week. You've been listening to The Architect of Change with your host, Connie Whitman of Whitman Associates. Thank you for tuning in. We're glad you were here. Time may change me, but I can't.